tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, Brain Boy, Motorcycle Murder, Hospital Hoax, and Best Friend's Sister. co-host crystal and i'm your other co-host robert and this is reenacted at unsolved mysteries podcast uh hey robbie we were just talking before we started recording about what we wanted to open with today mm-hmm. and um you know if you're listening to this it may be the day before american thanksgiving uh so i think it's the wednesday before thanksgiving that this episode drops and uh, or you might be listening to it on thanksgiving and um, for those of you who do not live in Canada or the United States, I really don't know if there's another Thanksgiving-type celebration. <laughs> um, it seems to be kind of a North America thing, but uh, Canada already had theirs. I believe theirs usually takes place in October, and American Thanksgiving is always the last Thursday in uh, November. So we thought, uh, you know, a lot of folks after... Sitting down and eating their big meal with their family, watch some football. So why not do a draft for Thanksgiving dinner? Question about the, the, because you already Mm -hmm. grabbed the coin for the coin flip before. I have the coin, yes. But I'm going to flip a coin, yes. In terms of the draft order, the person who who wins the coin toss, they'll go first. And then the next, uh, the other person. Mm -hmm. But... Do we want to like keep with keep it at that pattern? Uh, like you know, like say I win, it's me, you, me, you, me, you. Or do we want to do a snake, uh, uh, order? Because the person who who <laughs> never mind. Uh, we'll just put <laughs> <A> snake order. <laughs> yeah. What? I think I've just I think I've just hopelessly complicated things. So we're it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It, it's it's the person who go like the person who goes first gets the first pick pick then the person who mm-hmm. goes second yeah. also gets the third pick and the person who went first gets the fourth pick uh, uh-huh. uh to to compensate whoever didn't get to go first like but don't worry uh, the, the the stakes are so low uh, at this yes that, that <laughs> I, yeah. I I mostly the stakes are so low as to be non-existent. Yeah, I most for this. I mostly just implemented that. Like, if you've ever had like a bunch of kids who who like they they're picking teams for some game, you mm-hmm. I find I find that the snake head, uh, the snake order, it it helps compensate for like you know the the first person like oh they draft like the the kid who's really great at sports so they they i mean mm-hmm. the the other team's so hopelessly effed but if they get the the second and third picks they'll they'll get like they'll get you know some it'll help balance things out but once again this is just for a hypothetical thing that doesn't involve uh-huh. <laughs> this our, our actual thanksgiving dinners won't be affected by this so Let's no. let's go ahead and we'll just alternate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, I've got my coin, so you call it heads or tails. Tails. And uh, that's okay. You can call them <laughs> tails. All right. Let's see. Okay, so it's heads. Okay, you go first. You'll have to take my word for that. I will. But it was heads. Okay, so here's how I'm going to do this. We're going to go through different categories of sides, and I'll present some options. Um, All right. And 
then uh, and then we'll then we'll and then none of this matters. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> So for the first, uh, for the f- let's start at the vegetable side. Okay. Um, which is different than all the starchy sides. So let's start at the vegetable side. Here are the options. Um, green beans mm-hmm. or corn. Hmm. Like, hmm. Just corn. <laughs> Just corn however you want that to gotcha. be. Gotcha. Um, I, I think I choose corn. Uh, so then I, uh, have then you green, get green beans, beans, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I'm not a green bean fan, but, uh, as part of a Thanksgiving meal, it's a perfectly acceptable, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So now it's your t- turn to pick first, okay. right? Um, okay, so the next option are is a uh, you can pick from stuffing or d- stuffing dressing, whatever you call that in your part of the world. Yeah. Or macaroni and cheese. Stuffing. Okay, that's good because I wanted the mac and cheese. No. Okay. This is. I mean, I like stuffing, but like I don't get it. <laughs> Like as a like as a I mean I don't really get mac and cheese either but I'm thinking of like the best mac and cheese I've ever had versus the best stuffing I've ever had and mac and cheese is gonna That's win. That's fair. Well, well, so far though um, this this is working out. We're, uh, we're we're getting what we want. So yeah, so far okay. Next option is uh, another category which I'm just gonna call yams. <laughs> so uh, or sweet potatoes. I re- realize they're not the same thing. Please don't at me. Okay. Uh, sweet potato casserole with the mini marshmallows on top. Okay. Or candied yams that are in like a uh, sweet syrupy uh, type sauce. And then I guess I pick, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm picking the candied yams. Oh, that's sweet. I, I'm fine with that as well. I'll, I'll readily take the... the, the, the okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you're ending up with all the more conventional... Sides oh, here, that and might I'm just, be and I'm kind of like secretly fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, okay, all right. The next category, yours is the first pick. It is, uh, it is the uh, let's say potato category. Okay, which is separate from the yam sweet potato yeah. category. Okay, you got your, uh, you got your mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. or you can have a baked potato. Mashed potatoes. Okay, I mean, that was tough because I wanted mashed potatoes too, but that's fair. Okay, um, second category, or not the last category, but um, so the next category is going to be sauces or condiments, gravy, or cranberry sauce. I guess I get to pick this one, right? Um, I pick gravy. Oh, that's great because I want I want cranberry sauce. Okay, I feel like this is like a no conflict draft. There should be more drama to this. <laughs> this okay. This is the this so far has been like has so inadvertently been equitable. Like, imagine if we were actually having to choose these food items and we just ended mm-hmm. up get yeah. Okay, next category: um, breads. All right. 
wait, who picks first now? I lost track. You, you, <laughs> you do? You, you pick first? Yeah, you, you, okay. I, I, uh, I pick first. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is since we keep getting what we want anyway, it, it, it's difficult to like uh-huh. feel like you, it's less stinging and memorable than if uh, someone, you know, uh, if, if you had picked cranberry sauce, I probably would have uh-huh. let out a little expletive. Let them fight. I mean, I like cranberry sauce. I like the cranberry sauce that I make a lot, but in general, it's bad <laughs> when other people be doing it. Okay. Okay. Um, so now I'm going to go to the bread category, which I guess you pick first. Okay. Um, dinner rolls or biscuits? Dinner rolls. Okay. Interesting. I kind of want a dinner roll, so that's fine. Okay. I'm getting- having a i mean i'm making these things up as i go it's not like i wrote these down before <laughs> so. I thought, so we have an ultimately low stakes but nonetheless creepy problem okay i thought you were looking at some list or something <laughs> that you got off the internet no, all right i'm not um so i guess that brings us that brings us to um we got to go with the the main protein here right yeah um roasted turkey or smoked turkey. Okay. It's your turn. Am I picking first? Yep. Okay, I pick roasted turkey. Uh, then I guess I'll take smoked turkey. Uh, it's fine with me. I, I don't know if there really would have... I don't even know if I, I would have been aware what the difference was in taste. I was mostly just sort of surprised, like, oh, she's going with two two different types of turkey. I, I Okay, can I change it? Can I change it? But then you pick first. Okay. Okay. Ham or turkey? Ham. Damn, I want to. <laughs> can we just? Can we just both admit that like turkey kind of fucking sucks? I'm like. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't. It's so reliant on the gravy and the cranberry sauce and everything that you're putting next to it, but in it of itself, like, not a great protein. Yeah, I think I think we're probably synced up on that. Uh, I mean, turkey's fine. Like, it's fine if I got my mashed potatoes and gravy and all this other jazz around. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, if if I'm over at someone's place and it's like, oh, you can either have Mm -hmm. turkey or ham, I'm grabbing some slices of that ham. You better believe it. Yeah, with the cranberry sauce that's in your draft, though, that'd be delicious. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, All right. So the last last option is the pie category. Um, okay, pumpkin or apple pie? Okay. Um, and you, you, let, you, you let me, I think you're you going, let, you go first. Oh, really? You go first. Oh, pumpkin. Yeah. Okay, great, because I wanted the apple. Wow. All right, so, um, <laughs> I think that worked out really well. Uh, yeah, and this has no bearing on our Thanksgiving dinners whatsoever. Hey, Robbie, do you want to talk about uh, this season five episode? Was this 17 of is it episode 17 of Unsolved Mysteries? Episode 18, 18, episode 18 of Unsolved Mysteries, in case you're following along at home. Yes, let's talk about it. The first segment is the infamous rain segment. I remember seeing now, this as a kid. Is it infamous or is it just you remember seeing it as a kid? I guess it's, well, it could be infamous, but I guess I mostly just remember seeing it as a kid. 
Um, okay. Yes, this follows the story of Don Decker. Uh, we start out with a reenactment that takes place at a funeral. Uh, it's for mm-hmm. his grandfather. Uh, mm-hmm. Don has been let out of on from jail on a furlough so he can attend the 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 funeral, and mm-hmm. they they established very early on that D- D- Don Decker was abused by his grandfather in some way, and no one else was aware rare, aware of this. So he was you know, I guess internally he was kind of just like not thrilled to have to be like going through this public uh, profession of, of sadness for someone that he was probably almost certainly just like, good, I'm glad he's gone. Um, and if you note, I don't know if you noticed in the reenactment, did you, did you notice anything when the person playing Don walks up over to the casket and is looking down at his grandfather? Mm-hmm. What did you notice? I noticed that he was looking at his grandfather. <laughs> Is this a quiz? Did I fail? No, you didn't fail. I mean, it's it's, um, uh, it's just it's actually something uh, something I noticed on a repeated viewing. If you look at the mm-hmm. shadows cast on the casket, like you know, there there's mm-hmm. a shadow of Don, and then there's the the uh-huh. shadow outline of a window. And if you look, mm-hmm. if you look, if you look real closely, you'll see the shadows of rain streaming down the window. Oh yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also noticed it when they were talking to Don Decker. Well, yeah. his, you know, his talking head. It was also in the background. And then yes, when they interview the actual Don Decker, they there must surely be some production assistant with unsolved mysteries outside of where they're interviewing him. Uh, mm-hmm. With a ra- with a garden hose, <laughs> spraying it on, yeah. on top on, onto the side of the the building because you got he's 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 got a background with water streaming down. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that with uh, so many sort of you know hat tips towards rain that in the mm-hmm. stack introduction where uh, he sort of sets up the whole thing up. I I was truly shocked. Unsolved mysteries didn't have him in a raincoat and <laughs> with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess from my understanding, uh, simulating rain is very difficult to do in mm-hmm. uh, in movies and television. Very expensive, so they probably they probably blew all that money on what they were doing in the the segment because as. Uh, as they show very, very soon after the funeral, they, they have this reenactment of Don at his, some, some friend's place and it starts raining indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously the, the first reaction to this was like, Oh, well there's leaky pipes, right? There's, there's, there's some leak yeah. going on somewhere. Water's trickling down. Um, uh, it's, you know, the, uh, they, the his one of his friends calls the landlord. The other friend, she comes out of the kitchen with a bunch of pots. I guess to put o- underneath where all the the leaks are. I like how she just she kind mm-hmm. of dumps a pan in Don's lap. <laughs> like here, put this pan down somewhere. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
and they have this great reenactment of the the landlord coming over and he's like oh you know there's there's water trickling down the the sides of the walls it's it's dripping down uh, uh all over the place um you know well, what the heck's uh, what the heck's going on here and i guess they they start describing how there's there's rain that's coming up from the floor and rain that's flying sideways mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> there's a picture in the wiki of, I guess, what was going on. It just looks like it's kind of dripping down the walls to me. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you are you suggesting that perhaps it was just a leaky pipe problem going on in this uh, in this house? Well, one of the things they state in the segment is that. There was water coming down the walls at the front part of the house, but there weren't any pipes at the in the front part of the house. And I'm like, first of all, you guys are renting the home that you live in because you just called the landlord. And I doubt strongly, like the landlord or the residents know with absolute certainty where any of the pipes are in this house. Right. Do you know, Robbie? Can you identify where the pipes are in your walls <laughs> where you live? Absolutely not. Okay, I mean they're probably near the bathroom and the kitchen, but other than that, who knows? Yeah, you know, like and that I don't know. That just just we're so certain we know we've accounted for all the pipes. It's like no, you haven't. You right, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I have to admit. I mean, it's as fun as as this idea is. I mean, it's surely all just earthly explained. Um, right. And so they, they, you know, the cops come over. They're like, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Gee whiz. And then, like, Don and his uh, his friends, they go they go across the street to a pizza place. And apparently, mm-hmm. as soon as they left, the landlord and his wife said, like, oh, well, you know, it just stopped. Um, but I have to say, like, if you're a landlord... And you get, you know, Mm -hmm. you get a call that like, oh, it's, you know, there's water leaking all over the place. If you see that, like the the people renting from you are starting to go on with the route of like, this isn't, this isn't leaky pipes. This is something supernatural going on. Uh How immensely relieved do you have to be at that point? Like, oh, well, good. Um, <laughs> they're they're not going to make me. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, well, call a priest, I guess. I, I'll see you later. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I I have to, I have to say, if I was in the landlord's position, I would just immediately like jump on that and try to like steer them towards that conclusion. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. absolve me from any responsibility for getting the the, the water work fixed in in this house. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, oh, yeah, continue. Go, no, go no, ahead. No, it's just, ahead. yeah, you know, we get, get a reenactment of them going over to a pizza place uh, where allegedly it starts raining th- there, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's leaky pipes where everywhere Don just happened to be going. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the woman who owns the pizza place, she was... she. She, she, the, in the reenactment, they, you know, they're like, 
they very much play her as the like, oh, she's the Italian who has like a crucifix in her cash register. <laughs> and she comes uh-huh. over and she she puts it on Don, but it starts burning him. And as yeah. as soon as he as soon as he leaves, it stops raining. Uh, there's a, there's a video game cabinet in the background. So any sharp eyed uh, viewers who can identify that, you'll you'll get a a metaphorical pat on the back from from us if you're able to to solve that. And then uh-huh. and then like the reenactment gets weird because like they they show you know them coming back into the house. And it hasn't resumed yeah. raining yet, but for like some reason, Don, the wife of, uh, uh, of Don's two friends and the wife of the landlord just start like screaming at him, like yeah. really inappropriate. Like this is all your fault, and just like just unloading on on the guy with a level of hostility that, I mean, I would expect more to happen after a, a month of this going on. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I, I can imagine nerves getting frayed then, but then they have so they have a fun little thing where they show the pots and pans start to wobble on 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 the wall, and they use some some uh-huh. good green lighting to illuminate Don, and he raises about a foot in the air, rotates about ninety degrees, and he's th- he's thrown backwards. Uh, in it, yeah. yeah, pretty violently, yeah, right, and. So yeah, so we we got a reenactment of the the chief of police coming coming getting called out and just being completely incredulous about this. He's mm-hmm. like, "Look, this is leaky pipes. You got leaky pipes. This get a call a plumber." Um, and then we get this very weird reenactment. Like, I guess the fine orders three rogue cops decide to go try to like investigate the this this mini uh-huh. x-file uh yeah that's what i was about to say it's they got themselves an x-file they're not about to let it go <laughs> right so. right and they like they do this experiment like they put they put a crucifix in don's hands hands behind his back without him knowing what it is and like it immediately starts mm-hmm. smoking and he drops it uh they have a i don't know why uh, they put a paper bag over his head during the course of this experiment uh well yeah they i guess they didn't want him to see what they were putting in his hand i see but if if they're putting it in it in in his hands behind if his hands are behind his back i mean he wouldn't whatever i don't know the paper bag was a weird touch i don't (laughs) understand what was going on why we're putting a bag over his head (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i get i mean it makes sense that uh, this is so maybe there was other like blind tests that were going on and they just didn't depict it in the reenactment but they they did know that like the officers did put the paper bag over his head um mm-hmm. we get a fun little thing of him being thrown backwards in the corner of the wall kind of looks like maybe the reenactor was on a skateboard or something um mm-hmm. And then so they they call Reverend Johnson to come in and do an exorcism because apparently mm-hmm. every Catholic and Protestant <laughs> religious clergy refused to be involved with this <laughs> situation, mm-hmm. strangely enough. Um, 
Yeah, I guess there is a some sort of criteria that must be met. <laughs> right? For a Catholic priest, like if you don't fill if you don't check every box on the do you need an exorcism form? Uh, it's not a real possession and they can't address it. I don't I have no I have no idea what that's about. Um I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But what I do know um, from growing up in an evangelical church is that they will they will pass out exorcisms left and right for sure. Okay, everyone's got demons that need to be cast out, and there's laying hands and all that stuff. So the evangelicals are like real, real big on uh, casting out your demons. And they'll just you know they'll just do it on the street. Like they don't they don't need all the rigmarole. I guess that that yeah. Catholic or Protestant priest would need to do that yeah yeah i that what well, yeah no you're right because there's it's a lot more formalized with the catholic church and and whatnot and i don't think rain has ever mm-hmm. been a one of the, the the boxes to check yeah uh yeah or, or rather leaky pipes uh yes so mm-hmm. we get uh don eventually has to go back to to jail because his furloughs over and yeah, the the you know the 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 guards and the inmates they're getting upset because he's just he's it's raining inside his cell apparently. Um, yeah, and um, yeah they there was some weird thing where like this guards like come on man what what are you doing what's happening are you like are you like taking water from the sink and throwing it up on the walls so it drips down mm-hmm. which. Probably mm-hmm. is actually what was going yeah. on. Um, and then, uh, and then Don is l- like the guard challenges and like, oh, okay, okay, you can make it rain. Well, make it rain in the you know the chief's office, and we get this reenactment mm-hmm. of this guy filling out mm-hmm. some paperwork, and yeah, and he's like basically like lactates on himself, <laughs> right? It's it's about that. It would be that about that much amount of fluid. Uh, just uh, on his shirt. It's not raining in his office. So, I mean, there's there's any number of ways in which a shirt can have about, you know, a quarter of a cup of moisture on it. Um, yeah. And I choose to believe that the uh, warden or whoever this is, uh, is lactating. Yeah. <laughs> Spontaneously. It, it just, yeah, just as the the landlord... Yeah, you know, like it was a freebie for him that like his Yahoo tenants were like, oh, it's a possession. Whew. I, I think there's a similar amount of relief for this this uh this this guy who's like, you know, he starts lactating, he's like, What the hell? And then his one of the guards comes in and he's like, he's probably panicked. He's like, How am I gonna explain this? Oh god, I, this is like probably you know, probably one of the more embarrassing things that he, he's, he's had happen to him. And the guard is like, Hey, look, that guy, did, you know, down in the cell, he said that he was going to make it rain in here. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, n- another freebie right there. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. happened. Look at my shirt. <laughs> yeah. I definitely was not lactating yeah. in my office. Right. Spontaneously. And so we we round out stuff. They call in uh, Reverend William Blackburn, who looks like a like a seventy five year old Joker without any makeup on because he's wearing a purple <laughs> suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And, you know, naturally, he they have a little reenactment of s- someone portraying him coming in and performing an exorcism. Um, and, you know, all this talk of exorcisms and and stuff. And I think uh-huh. they're they're missing out on a really big possibility here that I, I'm that? shocked no one has brought up. Is hmm. it not possible that Don is, in fact... An X-Men? I mean, he's got about one third of the power set that Storm has with the the rain and the moisture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he doesn't have to. Yeah, I think I think that's about as likely as him being possessed by a demon or whatever. Okay. Okay. I think it's just as likely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Robbie, that's, uh, obviously there's no update really here because there's nothing to test or falsify, I guess. Yeah. Um, there were some paranormal investigators that come in at the end. Right. right. That, uh, Chip Decker. Yeah. And also they interviewed a couple of the cops that had originally responded to the call of rain at the, uh, residence. And they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're like in disbelief. They're like, I've been a cop for a really long time. There's always an explanation for something. I don't have an explanation for this. Mm -hmm. Um, leaky pipes. Sure. Uh, hoax. I mean, it could have been leaky pipes the first time. And then James just (laughs) perpetuating it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, what do you think was going on here? Just, just a series of explainable instances or I would say you probably hit the nail on the head with uh original explanation leaky pipes uh his friend's mm-hmm. place it's it's leaky and don just um he just hit upon like hey uh if I, I'll just I'll just run with this and this will be my way mm-hmm. of passive aggressively getting back at everyone who made me attend my asshole grandfather's funeral <laughs> right right um yeah i uh i've been re-watching the x-files i've been not like i've been skipping around to just like the fun episodes and i'm trying to avoid all the <laughs> alien conspiracy shit episodes because i don't care i just want the monster of the week oh, okay and uh this guy definitely feels like a monster of the week <laughs> of like an early X-Files. The, the lame X-File. Episode. Yeah, there there was a guy, yeah. wasn't there a guy like in one of those episodes who controlled fire or something? Yeah, um there there was. That's one I just happened to have watched. Yeah, he could control uh he could ignite fires. Okay. Um and I think in the end, but he was using accelerants. In addition to being able to, oh, I see spontaneously light fire, and I I remember it was very, I have to like I have to do a little sidebar here. Mm-hmm. I know, and like even while it was happening, Dave did not care about this coincidence, but I think you'll care about this. Coincidence. Okay, so the guest, okay, so the guest star who played the fire guy in that episode of the X Files, mm-hmm. shoot, I'm not going to remember his name. He's an, he's an English actor. Uh, I think his name's Brad something. Okay. Um. Hold on, I I'll, I'll I'll come up with a name, but anyway, uh, he, the guest actor. Um, so I watched that episode before Dave came home the other night because I'm just trying to you know not go insane because um, okay. I'm not like working or doing anything else with myself. Okay, <laughs> and 
Hold on a second. I'm going to pull up the cast. So we want, I watched this episode of the X-Files before Dave came home. And then when Dave came home, he wanted to watch an episode of Doom Patrol, which is a currently airing show. Um, it's very, oh, it's very, very, very strange. And okay. there's a, there was a reoccurring character in Doom Patrol, not one that's in every episode, very sparsely sprinkled out through the episodes of Doom Patrol. All right. And as Dave boots up this episode of Doom Patrol, I see that this actor, the actor who played the Firestarter in the X-Files episode I just watched, which I had randomly selected, and now we were happen to be watching up. And like, so the actor's name is Mark Shepard. He's been in a ton of science fiction stuff, a ton. Um, I just pulled up his IMDb. Oh, but, wow. Uh, and I just came across, he's the son of William Morgan Shepard. Is he? That's, that's what my, that's what Wikipedia is telling me. And normally I don't cite Wikipedia as a source for everything, but when it comes to pop culture uh-huh. and, and stuff, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the son of W. Morgan Shepard. And who's that? Oh, um, you, 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 you. It, it, when he, whenever you come across him, you know him. He's like he's one of those that guys. Uh, he's he's got uh-huh. like um, a, a gravelly voice and and sort of an oh, ugly okay. face. Um, uh-huh. uh, he was uh, let's see here. Uh, he was the prison warden in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Uh, though in, in that one, he's under makeup, so that that's probably not. Um, uh, oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It says he's been in 100 films and television programs. So right. his son has also had a very long career. And that's why he was freaking out. Because here I'd randomly watched this episode of The X-Files from, what, 1992? Mm-hmm. And then here we we're in 2021. And this Doom Patrol episode aired in 2021. So what are we, like, what is that, 29 years? 20, help. Yes. Uh, is that 29 years? It's, uh, oh yeah. Cause the X-Files was early nineties. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 29 <laughs> years apart, I happened to watch an episode of a show with, uh, this, uh, Mark Shepard in it. You know, I'm actually inclined to believe that there's probably a greater possibility that there's a supernatural reason for that than there is for this rain situation. <laughs> well, I, we just went on like a like a five minute tangent on something that had nothing to do with the episode. But uh, my point being uh, nothing. Just that was a cool coincidence and Dave didn't care. And I thought that you might. And I realized probably no one else does. Yes. Care about that. Yes. Weird coincidence in television. Um, so should we... Uh, should we talk about a thing that actually happened? Yes, let's talk about something real. Okay. Um, I noticed, so the second segment is a unexplained death. Um, and it centers on a, uh, motorcycle racer. Um, and interestingly, when they were, when they, uh, were, were, doing the like opening stack narration of this segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were talking about, I don't know. It's just a very long drive, much like we would take 
to get to the point, but basically like Robert Stack is describing the geography of the East Bay area in California. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why, but here he was. And in the flyover footage, uh, I recognized um, back in the late 80s, the condo building that my grandparents used to live in. Really? It's right off like the, <laughs> yeah, it's like right off, I think the 580 going through um, like North Berkeley, Emeryville area. And I was like, no way, this up, this is going to be in Emeryville. And sure enough, it was. It was very strange. Oh, man. Another coincidence is that... Um, it will have happened by the time this episode drops, but my bachelorette party that I'm flying up to go do next week is taking place in Emeryville. Uh, here, you know, you, you're, you're watching X file party Ep- destination Emeryville. <laughs> Crystal, you're watching California. You're, this this episode is like you're watching like you're watching the the this X an X Files episode, and the dude t- turns up, and the very next and the thing that Dave wants to watch when he gets home, yeah, uh, your your yeah. place you're flying to next week is turning up in this episode. Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's weird, but it was also weird like to see in the the unsolved mysteries like stock footage the building my grandparents lived used to in. live in all very all sorts of connections uh yeah all sorts of, all sorts of connections um so uh, here's the case friends uh motorcycle racer michael hunter um what we see is him pulling in kind of weaving his motorcycle mm-hmm. into this gas station and uh you know that's sort of our hot open to uh what what his story is it's a pretty short story um he michael was a you know pretty prolific motorcycle rider um he had taken his bike out in on a, a february a, a unseasonably warm february evening for a ride um as motorcyclists often do yes not unusual hey it's nice out let me go ride my bike sounds good uh so he had uh, ridden as far as anybody can tell, he had ridden up to this Outlook Park area that overlooked the bay, and uh, apparently there he was shot. Um, so everything is conjecture. The cops don't really know what happened, but what they do know is that Michael had pulled into the gas station with a what was to be a fatal gunshot wound. Yes. Um. So there is some interesting footage of him getting with his helmet on, getting money out of an ATM. So they know he was still alive then. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they know that he went from the ATM to buy a pint of whiskey at a liquor store. Um, But yeah, they think he might've, they don't really know. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the long and short of it basically is that, um, you know, the, the cops think, I mean, he was shot in the leg and I think in the chest. And it looks like he was shot when he was trying to flee whoever was pointing a gun at him. Um, to me, it kind of sounds like just a kind of like some street crime gone wrong. I hope that, you know, that that bottle of whiskey he may or may not have bought. I hope he was intending to drink that when he got home and not <laughs> while on his motorcycle <laughs> adventures, because that would not be that's not safe. No. Yeah. 
well, it, it was not a safe ride for Michael this evening, whiskey or not. So, um, yeah, I assume he was just getting it to to take home. Yes. Um, uh, I love. And there's no update. <laughs> <laughs> so right. That's the name of that. Tune. I think it ends with them talking about like his friends and family have have gathered up like ten thousand dollars to offer as a mm-hmm. reward, and it's like, damn, yeah. uh, can that not even that was enough to uh, to make anything manifest. I like how in, in the in the stack parts of this segment, he's in some sort of motorcycle shop or something. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. He's walking around some, with some bikes. I I think if um I if it hadn't been that this was a a, a murder situation, if it had just been like you know a more lighthearted segment. I would have liked to see you stack right in on a motorcycle <laughs> to, to do one of these openings. Um, one thing I noticed in the reenactment is right at the mm-hmm. very beginning when Mike, Michael's weaving in and he's pulling into the gas station after being shot, the guy who's working at the gas station, did you notice that he had like a sweater, sort of like a formal uh, I don't know, polo club sweater or something under on like his uniform was this weird mishmash of like gray overall, uh, gray like you know gas station jacket and red hat. Mm-hmm. But underneath the jacket, the unzipped jacket, like he's wearing like he looks like he's getting ready to go to like some swanky soiree. I was like, that's a weird costuming choice on the part of Unsolved Mysteries. Did did gas station <laughs> attendants dress like that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe the gas station attendant extra had was just like pulled in very quickly. Right, right. Uh, before he had to um, go to a gala. Right. Um, later. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So was, was that all that we wanted to talk about, Michael Hunter? Yeah. I mean, there's there's not really any there there other than you get to see the apartment or condo building where my grandparents lived for a brief period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's on that. I really enjoyed the next segment. Again, it's a, it's a quickie, but it's a fun quickie. I mean, the guy dies, but like, it's a fun. Right. Quickie. I, I fun wish one. this segment had been like 20 <laughs> minutes long because I could have like, right. I would have enjoyed. Yeah, we, we fall. We uh, it's the segment starts out with a reenactment of like, the, you know, the medical team trying to to do emergency reviving on this guy who's in the hospital. Um, you know, they get, get, they get the paddles out, uh, which, which in, in a medical show, you always know is the serious thing. Um, but he, the man does not live and it turns out he didn't have, he didn't have any ID. So they didn't quite know, mm-hmm. you know, like the mystery that unsolved mysteries is presenting here is, who was this guy? This, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't know who he yeah. is in reality. And so, yeah, this is presented as a fraud segment. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly. I mean, it, it, and I noticed that too, because like, as it turns out, this guy was committing fraud, but that's not like the mystery of, of mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 that they, mm-hmm. they, they, they know. Um, Yes, uh, and we get Stack in the, the the opening. He's walking around, and he's got like so, what I assume is his mail or somebody's mail in his hands. Um, 
I guess, supposed to be representative of hospital bills because uh, he's in like some sort of place that may or may not be a hospital. <laughs> um, and basically, we the rundown that, that we get, we get a little reenactment of this guy, Tom Hughes. Uh, he's in a hospital and he's talking about a bunch of generalized, non-localized pain. And mm-hmm. this very young... Uh, deer in the headlights looking doctors like, oh gosh, I, I don't know. Um, uh, it, if it's all right, I'd like you to stay in here for a, a few days so we can run some tests. And mm-hmm. what it turns out, the story we get is this guy is someone who's been going from hospital to hospital uh, just running the scam or he just checks into the hospital because he's like, oh, I'm suffering all this aches and pains and whatnot. And he's just living in hospitals, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, uh, I guess, you know, I mean, if 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 you're just if you're running it as a scam, and you don't have to pay for any of it. It's probably not mm-hmm. a bad existence. Like you get to lay around a lot. Um and, you know, hospital food, uh, when I've stayed in hospitals, it's not bad. It's just cafeteria mm-hmm. t- type food. Um, and they have a little reenactment of, I guess, like maybe in conjunction with like living in hospitals, he's also trying, like, trying to like sue people for, you know, like entities that he was working for and somehow mysteriously got injured with because one mm-hmm. of the one of the things they figured out is uh before his his death he had like made 17 calls and they were all to like uh lawyers offices uh mm-hmm. and we and we get this great reenact like the the last bit of the reenactment i mean he is he is he's got this down so well that like not only is he getting free room and board at this hospital but mm-hmm. uh the we get after this guy. This guy is asking him some questions. Uh, um, he, Tom Hughes, actually has the audacity to be like, "Hey, can I borrow forty bucks from you?" <laughs> and the yeah. guy's like, "Well, I guess we can just hand it to your bill." <laughs> jokes, right. jokes on him. This guy wasn't going to pay any bills. Um, yeah, I, I. So I guess the fraud that's being committed is against hospital billing departments and attorneys. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, so, I, I didn't, I didn't, I guess go, go Tom. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel particularly too much anger towards the guy. Mostly just, no, just concerned. Cause I think because he's living this sedentary, sedentary lifestyle, just laying around in a hospital beds, right. he, he's, yeah. he, he wasn't in great health and that that's probably, no. that may have been what contributed to his death. The updates, inter- yeah. The updates interesting. They found out the identity of him is a guy named Thomas Patrick White, and I guess the bo- mm-hmm. the police believe that he had Munchausen syndrome. Uh, yeah, I th- I was trying to when they were started describing this case of him going with like, um, I learned a cool word this week. It's idiopathic. It's it. So if you have idiopathic pain, it's a pain that is not cannot be contributed to a cause. So basically he had like idiopathic symptoms Ah. and, um, and so I was like in one of, before we got to the end of this and it might've been, the answer might be both, but I was like, Oh, this is Munchausen. Oh, okay. Or, 
it's drug seeking behavior. Like yeah. because you can get like the good shit and that, in the hospital. And that was the other so, other thing I, that both. was mentioned was yeah. that he was he was collecting drugs left and right doing this. So I mean I, maybe Right. And that may be what eventually killed him is he basically like had had too many because because it's not like you know, if you're changing your identity and you're changing your symptoms and you're going from hospital to hospital, it's not like the the first the second hospital can call the first hospital to see what you're being treated for. Right. So you can get you know really that's bad, guys. Don't do that. Um, because that's how you end up with like a fatal cocktail of like painkillers in your system. Yeah, that may have been what happened. Yeah. 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 So, um. Anyway, I mean, I really admire Tom for like living this lifestyle while he could. Right. <laughs> I, I too find a strange a stra- uh, uh, admiration for the man. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would never choose to stay in a hospital, but then again, you know, I, I'm just like, well, you know, as long as he wasn't taking a bed from someone else, then go ahead on with that. Right. Tom, I think it, it eventually killed him. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, so, so not a great plan. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's Tom. Yep, that was Tom's life. Pro- uh, probably, probably the only problems he ran into are on the occasions where he ended up with a roommate and they couldn't agree to, to on what to watch for television. Yeah. Oh God. Sorry, I'm just having a hospital flashback of my own with my head. This nightmare. Roommate. Oh God. Sorry. The situation when I was post op. Anyways. Um. Ugh. God, no, I would never choose to stay in a hospital. But anyways, um, so we're, we're going to that's the end of that shit. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to move on to a Lost Loves segment. Interestingly, the main character or the main not character, she's a real person. <laughs> uh, the main person in this Lost Loves segment is someone by the name of Irene Love. Mm-hmm. So love is her last name. Um, and so Irene is from L.A. And uh, she grew up. Uh, she apparently had a, a very wonderful childhood with um, her mother and father. She was the only child. Mm-hmm. And uh, the segment opens. Uh, actually, I think I have to mention this um, with Robert Stack making an Alice in Wonderland uh analogy i i was Um, if if you had not mentioned this i would have completely stopped you in your tracks so please continue (laughs) yeah i I realized i was getting too far ahead of myself but yeah we got to talk about robert stack in this opener here um yeah so he's making this he's, he's like have you ever wondered what it would be like to fall through the looking glass and discover a life that was not your own or something like that i don't know yeah so but the way he's filmed he he like steps into a uh, frame so that he is next to a large mirror. <laughs> yes. Just like, really? This is what? <laughs> because it really has nothing to do at all with the segment. It like, it is such a stretch of an analogy that I don't understand why they went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, um, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of like a Twilight Zone thing. And I'm like, but this is like not what's happening. Yeah, here. I, it would have been one thing if the if we were dealing with like a twins situation or something mm-hmm. and they came across. Yeah. I mean, that that at least. would. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was sort of just 
of all the there's there's really no reason why this lost lost love one necessitated this mere switcher switch this mere depiction any more than a, yeah or the Alice in Wonderland yeah through the looking glass it's like that's not what happens yeah here um but it is a very interesting and i think touching story so irene love uh she is from la um she grew up uh in mid-city in a lovely home with lovely parents um she's about uh in 1962 however she's about i guess 15 or 16 years old and she is going she's in her mom's room or something i don't know what's going on but she finds this metal box and she finds this folded up piece of paper. Yeah. And she she describes her reaction. Adult Irene describes her reaction upon seeing it was seeing that it was a birth certificate for someone with the name Irene, but a different last name and different parent names. And then she reads further down on the birth certificate. And this birth certificate is has her exact birth date on it. Yes. And so her mom comes home that day and in the reenactment and Irene's like, teenage Irene is like, hey, mom, (laughs) um, what this is? And mom was like, why were you going through my things? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, you know, which I guess is a normal reaction, but also like the cat's out of the bag, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you, that that you know you shouldn't be going through my stuff. Thing is only going to get you so much mileage, vis a vis the situation. Uh. Right, uh, right. So, um, mom comes clean about what the situation is, and Irene is um, adopted. She had been adopted. I guess the loves uh, the loves could not have children of their own. And so they arrange for this adoption. Um, and Irene uh, explains, you know, it, it. she wasn't upset or mad. Um, she just wanted to know what was going on. And so, you know, her mom in the reenactment is like, oh, I thought you'd want to leave us and go be with your real family if we told you. And Irene's like, no, you're still my mom. I just want to know what the truth is here. Um, so meanwhile, there's a parallel story going on is that there's this other couple that lives in nearby, I guess. Um, and what are their names? The, the, uh, the couple, the couple that have, uh, the, the friend of Irene's. Yeah. Dolores. I know they're the Fords, but they had, Uh, I don't remember their first name. Mimi and Forrest? Yeah, Mimi and Forrest Ford. Uh, or no, so wait, they were I close think, friends. No, the, the, I wait. think that, that that's that's Irene's. I'm sorry, I don't have their their, their names uh, written down. Um, well, it, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But there was another childless. Chi- well, they had a child, but there was another couple, the Fords, who were very close with the Love family, and they also had a daughter about a similar age, and so. Uh, the Loves and the Fords, they spent, you know, the the two girls were best of friends and they spent a ton of time together and they went on camping trips and, you know, we get a lot of happy childhood memories. And Irene says, you know, it was just a really lovely childhood she had. Uh, unfortunately, um, the Fords get divorced at some point and uh, Dolores Ford, their daughter, is taken away and Irene doesn't 
they don't spend any more time with him at that point. Yeah. Um, I think they had to move out of town or something or move to another part of town. Okay, so that's that's the story. So there's two th- two things going on here is that Irene has discovered she's adopted and that she has, uh, you know, this best friend from childhood, um, Dolores. And um, so but going back to the adoption story, uh, Irene's mother... Um, so we're going to go further back in time in this reenactment to an even younger Irene. <laughs> uh, so Irene's mother explains to her or asks her to remember going to this restaurant Clifton's um, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Irene's like, yeah, of course I remember going to Clifton's. Like they've been going every Sunday. And um, Irene's mom explains that her Irene's biological mother worked at the restaurant. Yeah. And as a server. And so when they went every Sunday, it was so that the biological mother could see her kid um, every weekend and watch her grow up. At some point, Irene's biological father also starts working at Clifton's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the two, the couple were married at some point, maybe not when they had Irene, but they, they do marry at some yeah. point. And so they, uh, you know, the unsolved mysteries just, you know, they have some reenactors kind of like peering through their like kitchen window or whatever. I got pretty emotional about this because I was like, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bittersweet, it's, but it's also like, it remind you know what it reminded me of is that fucking episode of Futurama where, Leela, where Leela is, you know, she's above ground. Oh yes, and and she and anyways, I I, I her parents are from the underground, underground and, the and they've been but they've, they've been, been watching her the whole all through her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that episode made makes me cry. A few trauma. I'm getting a little misty just thinking about this. <laughs> these uh, Sunday lunches at Clifton's. <laughs> um, I just thought that was really. Is sweet. Clifton still open? <laughs> Let's see here. Los Angeles, California. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. At least it was pre-COVID. Clifton's was still in operation as far as I know. Oh, interesting. So it's just one of those old, old timer places that has just been around forever. But I'm pretty sure it's still operating. Yeah. Um, and if I recall, there is a like a tiki type bar. That's now like in the back. I have I I have Googled Clifton's and you are correct. Yeah. So they've managed to like keep it going all these years. (laughs) Uh, I've never been, but it's definitely on my list of places to go. Um, So uh, I'm sorry. And I also got a detail wrong. I guess Dolores's parents didn't get divorced. Dolores's mother, Billy, passed away. And then so then. I don't know. Dad took off with Dolores to somewhere else. Okay. Why is this relevant? You're asking yourself. You've got an adoption story and then you've got this missing friend, Dolores. Well, it turns out that the uh, biological parents of Irene Love also had another daughter that they had given up for adoption. And that was Dolores. Mm-hmm. And that Dolores was actually Irene's biological sister. Yep. So now uh, we're trying to find Dolores. Irene's just like, hey, you know, obviously we had this really special connection as children and now I know why. And I'd also really love to meet my biological parents. So give me a call. And Irene just seems like a real nice lady. So (laughs) here I am. I'm waiting for the great big emotional update. 
I'm like, let's go. Let's have the reunions. Surely they called in. And everyone watched Unsolved Mysteries. Surely Irene and Dolores reunited. I feel like it seems like almost invariably with the Lost Loves, we get a hit. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was not to be in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's some there's some uh, mentions of uh, death records and and things like that in the wiki. I don't. It's not really worth getting into. I don't think because there's there's just a lot of speculation about, um, you know what happened to Glenn and Ramona, who were Irene's biological parents. Did, um, this is, did anyone think about going down to Clifton's and ordering the special? I. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they fit, you know, they, they, they fit, but what, what if it turned out like well, Ramona or, um, or, or, or Glenn uh, or, had been there and I mean, obviously not, but I feel like I now want yeah. to like, not on the next trip I make down to Los Angeles, because I'm going to be preoccupied with other things. But maybe in a mm-hmm. subsequent trip to Los Angeles, like at some point in the future, I I, I should come down there and like as part of a rump thing, we'll like not only check out the Queen Mary, but maybe stop by uh-huh. Clifton's and ask if Ramona or, or Glenn yeah. <laughs> ask about them, inquire like, hey, did, did anyone named Ramona or Glenn work here? Like. 50 yeah, exactly. or 60 years ago and if so do you do um, you know where they are now <laughs> yeah i i guess according to the wiki um yeah that glenn had passed away in 1988 so that was prior to this airing oh okay um and then i guess a family friend of irene's so irene passed away in 2012 oh. um but i i guess a family friend of irene's or something uh said that Irina was had been able to locate Ramona and that they reunited, but it's not been cons- confirmed that that ever happened. Oh. As far as Dolores, she may or may not have passed away prior to this episode airing, but no one really knows. Okay. So. All right. Well. So that's... That's, uh... That's an Unsolved Mysteries episode. It's, uh... It, it it I actually enjoyed this episode overall, even if uh, we didn't get some satisfactory yeah. updates. If yeah. you've enjoyed this episode of Reenacted and Unsolved Mysteries podcast, consider going over the Patreon and signing up for our one dollar a month tier, where you will be part of a large collective action effort to ensure that Crystal doesn't have to keep paying for the hosting every every month. <laughs> And also, yeah, as I mentioned, Crystal doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this has gotten to be just kind of an expensive hobby. Um, I'll keep we'll keep doing it regardless. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to send the pod a tip, that'd be really wonderful. Thank you. And thank you to all, all those who already have that rules. Follow us on Twitter at reenacted pod. Send, send us an email if, you're, if you want to tell us something at reenacted pod at gmail.com. And then on your on your podcast listening station of choice, please give us five stars, or uh, don't don't even you know, or, or you don't have to log in. Or don't. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't have to do any. You don't. I was on. I was on some. I don't know what the pod 
podcast service was. Some, you know, I was just I googled our podcast and I was looking at different you know things, mm-hmm. and I don't know remember what this platform was, but it was it was some obscure one or something, and there was only like one rating on there. Someone had given us one star. I was like, you, mm-hmm. I, I let out some profanity at this person I've never, nor will I ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know, I, uh, that's, that's just my point of view. If you don't like it, you can just not listen to it anymore. Yeah. No one's making you do this. Mm-hmm. And if they are blink Blink twice for yes, and we'll come rescue you. Yes. If you're being tortured with Reenacted <laughs> and Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Uh, hey, Robbie, do you want to do the thing? Join us next week for another edition of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs>